This is episode number 115 with Memory Master Jim Quick. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. times you go to events and you get introduced to like three or four people at once and right after you get introduced to these people's names you forget them instantly and you go absolutely blank do you ever have that feeling well if you do then today's episode is meant for you this is going to be extremely powerful episode because we've got the man jim quick on who is the ceo of quick learning and founder of superhero you He is a widely recognized world expert in speed reading, memory improvement, brain performance, and accelerated learning. And some of the things that we talk about in today's interview blew my mind, literally. And there's going to be some links up on the show notes at lewishouse.com slash 115 with a video that, uh, an extra video that Jim, Jim does with me, and he literally blew my mind. I couldn't believe what he was doing and how he remembered some of the things that he remembered. But the cool thing is he shows you how you can apply this in your own life and how you can remember seemingly really hard and difficult things to remember in a very easy, uh, light fashion. So I'm very excited to introduce you guys to Jim and uh, make sure to watch the video. If you're listening to this podcast, you can go back again to the show notes, lewishouse.com slash 115. We've got a video interview at Superhero HQ with some cool Iron Man in the background and uh, the, the Incredible Hulk and all these cool superheroes. So make sure to check out the video and the extra video where Jim blows my mind uh, and all the different links to get Jim's information on memory and speed reading back at lewishouse.com slash 115. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this interview with the one and only Jim Quick. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet, which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. So I'm here with Jim Quick. Thanks so much for coming on, my man. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming to Superhero HQ. Yeah, this is an epic place, and uh, you're going to have lots of parties here, so I'm going to be visiting a lot soon. Uh, now, Jim, for those that don't know, Jim is uh, the master of memory. Is kind of what I think of you. You're like this master of the brain, oh. memory. I remember watching on stage. I can't remember specifically where. I think it was a Summit Series, potentially. And you just captivated me by your memory. You went on stage, and you're like, okay... 50 audience members, um, you know, give me two different numbers each. And we all raised our hands and we said like 21, 15 or something. And it was like a hundred numbers. And then you recited it all back. And I was like, whatever he has, I need to learn how to have it. So <laughs> very excited to dive into how to master the brain and memory and some different tools and tricks that we can do to become superheroes ourselves, right? Cool. Well, I'm, I'm a fan. So yeah. anything that has to do with greatness, I'm all about. So. <laughs> very cool. So... Let's start off with what really inspired you to hack uh, the brain in the first place. Was yeah. there something that happened to you that wanted to do this? It was. Um, a lot of people, when they see me do these demos where I memorize a room full of people's names or numbers, like you mentioned, or lots of words, I tell people, I don't do this to impress you. Mm. I do this more to really express to you what's really possible mm. because anyone can do this because we've been, we've been told, we've been told a lie that our memory, our intelligence, our genius is fixed, kind of like our shoe size. And through my experience of doing this for the past two decades, nothing could be furthest from the truth. Mm. You know, people have unbelievable gifts inside them. They're just not shown how. I always thought it was interesting that school would teach us like what to learn. Like those subjects on important math and history and science and Spanish, the what to learn, but not never on how to learn. Mm. You know, how to focus, how to concentrate, how to be creative, how to think for yourself, how to read faster, how to, how to remember things. Right. Like maybe it should have been the fourth R. Remember reading, writing, arithmetic, uh -huh. but also recall. Because there is no learning without remembering. And Socrates said that. Wow. But how I got started on this is I actually grew up with learning challenges. 
And a lot of people don't know that. But when I was uh, in kindergarten, I had a really bad accident and I had a head injury. And it left me feeling like I was broken, that my brain didn't work. And I had these focus issues. I couldn't remember things. And it took me extra two years to learn how to read. Wow. And I struggled, you know, privately and then also publicly. And, uh, you know, when you're that age, you, you know, you get very self-conscious. Sure. You know, you become very introverted, very shy. You don't want to connect with people because you feel like there's something wrong with you. And so that was, that was my academic life. You know, I just worked so much harder. And I don't know if people watching this can relate, but just, you know, struggling with overwhelm or mm -hmm. overload, too much to learn, too little time, and it stresses you out. And you're like, why can't I do this? Why is everyone else succeeding so much faster? And I have to do this, like, not even fair. Right. And that's, that's what happened. Wow. And, uh, so that, that's kind of early on made you want to then master it since you were having such a hard it time? It did. I mean, I think our struggles really could be some strengths. And you know this. Mm, of course. You know, yeah. like, you know, when, when challenge, you know, with these kind of challenges come change, you know, and, and problems become, you know, help you progress. And so when I got to college, I remember first freshman year in college, I wanted to start fresh. And I thought that I could really make my family proud because they sacrificed a lot. And, uh, but I was doing so poorly. And I took all these classes and I thought I would do better and have a clean slate, but I actually did worse. And, uh, oh. and I remember I wanted to quit school. And uh, at that time, you'd appreciate this. A friend asked me to, uh, to come visit him and his family out on the West Coast because I was on the East Coast. And, mm -hmm. and he was like, I'd go out there. I was like, yeah, I'll just take a weekend, get a little space from school because I was thinking about quitting. And when I get there, the family is um, extremely successful. And I don't just mean financial. They had an amazing home on the, on the mm -hmm. water, but they were happy. You know, they were, they were givers. They were learning all the time. And, um, and the father, before dinner, asked me these kind of questions. We were walking on his property. And he, he asked the kind of questions you would ask somebody who just started college, like, how's school and, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And I, I, I broke down crying. I was like, you know, and to a stranger I just met like, you know, 10 minutes ago, oh. I said, I'm ready to quit. School is just not for me. I'm not in the one that's not smart enough. And he's like, well, why are you in school? You know, what, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to share, if you will? And um, it's funny when people, when you're not asked a question in life, you know, it takes a moment to pause to, to come up with an answer. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like when you're asking questions and no one's ever asked me those questions before. Hmm. And when I started to answer, he paused. He said, wait. And he takes out out of his back pocket, I swear to you, like a journal and like a diary. And I always thought like 12-year-old girls carry diaries, <laughs> sure, yeah. diaries. And he makes me write, tears out a couple of pieces of paper, and he makes me write down all the, the goals like of what I wanted to do in my life. Mm. And I've never, something very powerful about taking pen to paper and just writing like those dreams, sure. your aspirations down. And after maybe 20, 30 minutes, he asked me if I'm done, and I maybe have 40, 50 things there, which is like a bucket list. Right. This is before I knew what a bucket list was. And I start folding the sheets of paper, thinking I'm done with the exercise, put it back in my pocket, and he grabs it from me. And I was like, I freaked out, because like on that was like, like Your everything. Life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't even know who this guy is, and he's very successful. And he starts to just read it. And I'm so intimidated. I feel loud? No, in, or no, in his mind. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I feel this small because everything, I just, I didn't know somebody was going to look at it, right? Mm. And he looks at it and he says, Jim, and I'm, I don't know what he was going to say because this guy's very he's successful. He says, Jim, you are this close to everything on that list. And I'm just thinking, there's no way. Wow. How, how could it give me 10 lifetimes? I couldn't put a dent on that list. And then he goes like this. Ooh. Yeah. And he says like, like as if this was, you know, the key here and he takes me into his home and it's uh, this beautiful home. He takes me into a room I've never seen before and it's wall to wall, ceiling to floor covered in books. I mean, I've never seen like a library in somebody's house before. And he starts grabbing these books. You'll love this. He starts grabbing books and starts handing them to me and starts to pile up really, <laughs> really, really high. And when I start looking at the titles, because I'm curious, there are these biographies of amazing men and women in history and some really early personal development books like Napoleon Hill, you know, Thinking Grow Rich mm -hmm. and Power of Positive Thinking, Norman wow. Vincent Peale and, you know, Psycho-Cybernetics and all these books. I'm just like, and then I, I kind of get an inkling of what he wants me to do with these books. And he asked me to read like one of these books a week. And uh, I'm just thinking, and I say to him, there's just no way. I just told you I have all this schoolwork. And you're what, and 19 now? Or I'm 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, there's no way I have all these, I can't even finish one book. I have these reading challenges and I have these learning challenges. 
and I have all this schoolwork. And he was like, Jim, he said, he looked me right in the eye. I said, Jim, don't let school get in the way of your education. Ooh, that's and, powerful. And I didn't even realize that's a Mark Twain quote, but this is like you know, a couple <laughs> decades ago. And I'm just thinking, wow, and it hit me like that. But still, I'm like, you know what? I still can't do this because I, I have all this work I need to study. Mm. And then he, you know what he does? He takes out that list, which he still has in his possession, my dream list, my bucket list. And then he starts reading it out loud every single thing line by line and i get chills thinking about it because there's something about watching a man who you just met who's you know very one of the most successful people that you've met and he's encanting and putting it out to the universe out loud you know your dreams sure you know and it's very unnerving and honestly lewis a lot of stuff that was on that list and i think about it it was things that i wanted to do for my family mm. you know these are all things that my family you know because i mentioned they sacrificed a lot like a lot of a lot of hard-working people do and uh and i want to do things for them that they couldn't do for themselves so with that leverage it commits i commit to reading one book a week wow. and then i go from that i go back to school and now i have all this pile of stuff that i need to learn and then a pile of stuff that i want to learn and that puts me over the edge because in order to keep up i have to sacrifice the things that you know are important to you sure. that your sleep things yeah, like eating things like working out things like relationships yeah, yeah. and so no one sees me i'm just in the library all the time <laughs> i don't sleep i don't eat and you know that's a recipe for like you know disaster <laughs> it is and how it came up how it showed up was i was at the library mm. and my body actually it's the scariest time in my life it actually just gave out like like the battery just ran out and i just passed out and i fell down a flight of stairs i hit my head again wow. and i woke up in the hospital two full days later whoa and i was down to i was hooked up to these ivs because i was malnourished dehydrated i was down to 117 pounds wow and i thought i died and uh, when I had that thought, I was thinking, you know, what's going on here? You know, because I was ready to check out, like check out of school, check out, check out, check, check out. Check out of life. And I was just like, because I just, I was just like, I'm total failure. I can't do any of this, you know. And then when I was thinking about it, I was just, the nurse came in and she had the answer in the form of uh, a mug of tea. And this is a true story. The, she gives me a mug of tea, of like green tea, and it has a picture of a pretty smart guy. This is uh, Albert Einstein. And there's a saying on there that you've heard a hundred times. It said, the same level of thinking that's created the problem won't solve the problem. Mm. The same level of thinking that's created the problem won't solve the problem. And it made me think just, you know, the power of questions. Did like she bring before. that to you to say, hey, here's just the like, answer? Or was no, it just, it was like just part like of that? The, yeah, wow. yeah. And it's funny when you put things out in the universe, you know, ask a new question, you get a new answer. And it made me say, well, what's my problem? And I was like, you know, my problem is I'm, I'm a really slow learner. That's mm. what I came up with. I was just like, I'm, I'm a really slow learner. Is that your problem or is that your story? That was my, that was definitely my story and my perceived problem there. Okay. And so, and I was owning it too, because I was fighting. No one could tell me different because right. I was fighting my limp from like limitations. If right, you will. right. And so I got to keep, keep them. And it became true every day. Yeah. yeah. And I was really, and you know, I had this whole story. I had this brain injury and everything, but I was like, well, if my problem is I have a, I'm a slow learner, how do I think differently about it? And it was like, well, you know, how do I learn how to be a faster learner? And then I thought mm -hmm. about school and I was like, no, school doesn't teach you those things. Mm -hmm. Much like, you know, school doesn't teach you a lot of things. Like the a lot things of stuff, that are most important, right? A lot of things like, that you have in, you know, in, 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 in your podcast, right? right? The things yeah. that are just, you know, move the needle in people's lives in terms yeah. of their joy and their health, their relationships, yeah. their success, their finances, finances everything. Yeah. The most important things. Yeah. And so, and it is not like a diss on schools. I mean, I think they're, right. they're I mean, my mother's a school teacher and my aunt's a professor. Mm -hmm. I mean, the teachers work so hard, right? It's just the system itself is a challenge. You know, because if, if you're if you're watching this and they're stressed, they're overload, there's too much that to be able to keep up with, it's not their fault. It's because we all grew up with a 20th century education yeah. that prepared us for a world that doesn't exist anymore. That right. 20th century world of working in factories and working on farms, doing manual labor, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, because the school system back then, which is now, it's like one size fits all, mm -hmm. assembly line, cookie cutter, don't talk to your neighbors, sit quietly by yourself. That doesn't work in the digital no. age anymore. You know, so right now, like, you know, when we're talking about the brain, how important the brain is, you know, we're not paid for our brute strength. We're, we're paid for our brain strength. We're not paid for our muscle power. It's really our mind power, you know. And so the challenge is, is where, you know, your brain is this unbelievable supercomputer, but it doesn't come with an owner's manual. Mm. You know, it's not always user friendly either. Right. And so when I got out of that hospital bed, I decided to study this subject called learning, like learning how to learn. Mm. I started to pick up every single book I could on brain science, adult learning theory, multiple intelligences, focus and concentration, you know, things early works by, you know, like on flow and stuff like mm. that. 
And in a very short period of time, 60 days, I swear to you, it was like a light switch just went on and I started to understand things for the first time. Wow. I mean, I would sit in class and actually, because I can't tell you growing up, when someone's talking to you and not understanding, it doesn't make sense, you're not making the connection, things there, and then all of a sudden you're focusing, all of a sudden you're remembering things, I start reading faster, wow. and I started getting like better grades and less time, and it started transforming my life. And the reason I teach this to this day, because it's two decades later, is after you have that kind of like awakening, yeah. you can't help like with what you do, share that greatness with other people. Of course. And one of my very first students, I'll never forget, she's 18 years old, a freshman. She, I teach a speed reading program to teach anyone to read two or three times faster with better comprehension. But she struggled for a few days and then that same light switch went on and she ended up reading 30 books in 30 days. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like what books you would read? If you could go to Amazon right now, pick out 30 books and know in 30 days, you like, you own that information Amazing. as well as like those authors. Sure. Now what is it? You know, I've always, this is my story. Yeah. I've always had a hard time comprehending and staying yeah. focused in books. Yeah. Now half of it is probably, I'm just not interested in the topic or yeah. the book or it's not well written, but what are some things that people can do just, you know, right away? Uh, to increase their comprehension and just speed it up a little bit yeah. so that they are able to stay focused long enough throughout the book. It's, it's amazing what people could do because here's, um, here's part of it. It's like motivation plays a big role, mm. first of all. And like you mentioned, like things that you're interested in. Yeah. Like this, this girl, I, I wanted to ask not how she did it, but I want to know why she read 30 books in 30 days. And I find out that she paused and, I, and she eventually told me it's because her mother was dying of terminal cancer mm. and was given 60 days to live. And the books she was reading were books to be able to save her mother's life. Wow. Yeah. Talk about motivation. Like, I just got chills. Wow. I, I, and I, <laughs> I, like, I, I don't, it's hard for me to even talk about because my memory is so clear of these events. Oh. And not just because I have, I'm a memory expert. It's just, it takes me back because I, I, at that time, I'm 18. I just wished her luck. I'll say prayers and said, you know, but what do you do? And then six months later, I get a call from this young lady and she's crying and crying, crying for minutes. And I find out that they're tears of joy. Wow. And I find out that her mother not only survived, but her mother's really starting to improve. Doctors don't know why or how. The doctors actually call it a miracle, but her mother attributes it 100% to the great advice she got from her daughter, who Whoa. learned it from all these books. I mean, Whoa. and those kind of things, that's why I really, it went into my body that, you know, the right, that learning, that if knowledge is power, Learning is a superpower. That's what I was going to ask you next because I saw yeah. that on your website. So can you speak more into that? The power of learning and, yeah. uh, you know, not just having knowledge, but being able to learn. Yeah. And why I, is that a superpower? I, I think that if there's one skill to master in the 21st century, it's the ability to learn rapidly. It's, it, you know what it is? They call it in the military a forced multiplier. Mm. A forced multiplier is like um, input goes in, but you get exponential output from it. It's like optimism. Being positive is a force multiplier, sure. right? You know, and Colin Powell said that. And so certain things like learning how to learn, like meta-learning or improving your memory improves everything. It sure. improves your business, improves, like, you know, you could remember people's names. You can remember sales presentations. You could remember things about a people. Because like, for example, it's hard to show somebody, for people who are watching this, they're entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. And they're wearing a business development hat. You know, it's really hard to show someone you're going to care for their business, their future, their family, their health, their fitness, whatever you're selling them. If you don't care enough just to remember things like their name, their name, you know, or some, or their, or their, or their kid's name or their birthday, so true. you know, so that's a memory is a multiplier there. A memory is a multiplier in their relationships, you know, like relationships, just remembering those, those moments, you know, yeah. like, you know, not even just remembering anniversaries, remembering to take out the garbage, that kind of stuff, but remembering, you know, the first time you and your loved one, you know, took that walk on that beat. You know what I mean? Yeah, those of kind course. of moments that make everything worthwhile, yeah. but it's, it's wonderful for every area. So yeah, I do believe that two of the most costly words in business, for example, are I forgot, you know, I forgot to do it. I forgot to bring it. I forgot, I forgot the meeting. Name. I forgot your name. Oh, it's the worst. Like right? you could, you could uh, forgetting someone's name. And I've seen this time and time again. It could hurt a relationship. It could kill deals. I've had people call someone by the wrong name and oh. they've lost multiple million dollar deals just on that. I've had people email me and use a different name in my email. Right. And it's frustrating. I'm just like, if you don't even, if you're trying to reach out to me and you use right. Mark because you weren't even paying attention, you weren't being yeah. present. It leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. You know, I know I'm not perfect. I've forgotten people's names and I've probably sure. said the wrong name at times. So, uh, you know, what are some things people can do to remember names? Yeah. Okay. So there, there are three keys for improving your memory. 
three keys, right? So if you're ever forgetting something, you forget things, you feel absent-minded, like senior moments are coming a little bit early. You're, you're in the shower, you can't remember if you shampooed your hair, you know, so right. you end up doing it twice. <laughs> you misplaced your wallet, your phone, keys, your, yeah. your keys, or your car. You, know? <laughs> you see the people like, where did I park my car? Yeah. You know, these kind of things. And they waste a lot of time too. And they take away, you know, all the treasures. And I don't mean just financial treasures. I mean just the important things, you know, in our life. But there's three keys. And remember mom, M-O-M. Always remember mom. So if you're ever forgetting something, usually one of those three things are missing. All right, so let's take names. Because when people say, I want a better memory, I, I hear them say, like, oh, I want to be better at sports, you know, because you're, you're just you're such an athlete. Sure. But it's like somebody comes to you like, like, well, what sports specifically do you want to be better at? Because you, there are different techniques and different training for different sure. things. So remembering right. names different than learning languages, mm. different PIN numbers and passcodes and all the different things you so need to So everything's different. Everything's different. Okay. And so the, but there's certain principles that are the same. Okay. So the M in mom is this. Let's say someone has horrible names, right? But let's say that there's a suitcase of $100,000 cash if you just remember the name of the next stranger you meet. How many people are going to remember that person's name? I'll remember. Everyone, right? <laughs> Everyone. And so that. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host there are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers that's more people than there are golden retrievers which means Tubi is more popular than using meat flavored toothpaste more popular than never figuring out what w-a-l-k spells more popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi, it's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. That's the thing, the M stands for motivation. Mm. So it's interesting, so all of a sudden, everyone's a memory expert, but it had nothing to do with their capacity or their potential. Everyone could do it, it's just whether or not they decided to do it or not, if they wanted to. It's, al it's almost like if it's worth it enough or the consequences are uh, you know, that big or the right. stakes are that big if you're going to miss out on, on not, right? It's like the motivation. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. one of the things to learning, we know with human motivation, because I had did this presentation and, uh, and Bill Gates was there. Like, and we're talking about wealthy individuals, yeah. right? And so, you know, he, I, afterwards I talked to him and I was, we were talking about the, the bridge between education and technology. And I was like, what's missing? What's the future of learning? And he was like, Jim, you know, the key is, is human motivation, really understanding what drives people. Mm. And I was like, wow, you know, that's really right. Because you know this, people could go out there and they could buy courses, you know, but a lot of I'll people- Never open it. Exactly. Yeah. Because it has everything to do with drive and reasons. Because mm -hmm. motivation is like, you know, like what is your motive for acting, sure. right? What's the fuel? And I believe there's a success formula called H cubed that it goes from your head to your heart to your hands. That people could visualize and affirm and, and see things here all the time and think about it, but if they're not acting with their hands, you know, actually doing something sure. about it, then usually what's missing is the second H, which is the heart, the emotion, the energy of motion. I had a martial arts instructor tell me years ago, you can't steer a parked car. You know, you need fuel. Mm. You know, where's the energy that's gonna do that? Mm. And so, what's people's mode of action? So simple, when people are remembering people's names, ask yourself, why do you wanna remember this person's name? Because reasons reap results. I've always found that in life. Wow. Reasons reap results. Because you need a big enough why. Sure. You know, like, like Simon Sinek's book, you know, start yeah. with why. Yeah. And so you want to get that drive first. All right. So motivation. The O is something interesting. You know, I, I have people do this. I have them just kind of shake out their hand like this. And I say, make a fist. And I say, put it to their chin. And then I go like this. And everyone puts it here. But I said chin. Mm. And this is the difference. The O stands for observation. Okay. And I find that a lot of people blame their memory issues and they think it's like a, a retention issue, but I find it's really a attention issue. Okay. It's an attention but issue. Being present, you mean? Or? It is. That That's yeah. a big part of it. It's like, you know, let's, let's say everyone uses a search engine like Google every single day, but a lot of people, they use it 10 times a day. If I ask them, are you willing to bet your life you know what colors the letters are? <laughs> Because that's that's an observation. Sure. You know, there's a difference between looking at something and seeing it, really seeing it. There's uh -huh. a difference between hearing something and really listening. You know, like leaders, mm. like for example, um, 
I had this whole escapade with the X-Men, which was insane, but I had to leave the, the set because uh, there I had to go to a charity event. And one of the people that I think leaders, independent of your political bent, who has an incredible memory is President Clinton. Mm. Every single time I've met President Clinton, he's remembered my name. He no me way. He does. And how many people does He says, hey, Clinton, Jim, yes. good to see you. How many people does Clinton meet on a regular basis, right? <sighs> a lot. And so that's a leadership skill, though, right? And so FDR was incredible with names. Also, he would walk around the White House and point people out and say hi to them, say, say saying hi to their spouse and using by name. I mean, that's because think about the sweetest sound of a person's ears, right? Their name. It's their name, yeah. right? And so, so anyway, I ask him what's memory trick he uses. He uses no memory tricks at all. And he tells me this, you know, this amazing to story. To Bill. Yes. And so he tells me this incredible story about how, you know, his, his grandfather, you know, in Arkansas would get all the kids around, tell stories to them, but then he would quiz them. They'd really need to listen and be present. And it's funny because I noticed that like he's Bill Clinton is an regardless of where you how you feel politically, mm-hmm. incredible communicator, yeah. incredible charisma, incredible connector, right? And he also this memory I find he you know, he's this incredible presence, this powerful presence. But I find that his powerful presence and his memory comes from being powerfully present. Mm-hmm. His powerful presence comes from being powerfully. Present. Like and cool. here's the thing, when people are networking, because I know a lot of people, there's they're entrepreneurs, they're social entrepreneurs, and millennials, and they're going out there and meeting people, because really it's it's what you know and it's who you know. Mm-hmm. But that's all memory. What you know, a lot of people go to a seminar, two days later, they'll forget everything. Yeah. Right? 80%, there's a big forgetting curve, but also who you know and who knows you. Right? But what the challenge is, is they'll be networking, and how many times do you find yourself talking to somebody and then looking over their shoulder? I hate that. Yeah. I hate when people do that to exactly. me. Though. It's like annoying. Because you're distracting yourself yeah. all, the, all the time. Or if you're not distracting yourself externally, you're like talking to yourself. What am I going to say next? Exactly. Right. So the people aren't even listening. Now, this, this is so key. When people are communicating, most of the times you find that they're not even really listening. What they are is they're thinking about how they're going to respond. respond right? yeah. You yeah. Know? And if you look at the word listen and you scramble the letters, it becomes the word silent. No. Yeah, isn't that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) If people would just do that. And and we're talking about really fundamental things. That's one of the things, reasons, you know, I love your podcast is because some of these basics, those Mm. are the biggest things that move the needle. Mm. I mean, just understanding why you want to remember something, being present and paying attention and and being silent and really listening. I mean, that's not magic, but that's just like going to the gym. Right. I mean, think about the fundamentals. We're talking about exercise. We're talking Mm. about sleep. We're talking about, you know, a good diet. Yeah. That's like, that's basic. Yeah. And the mindset, that's, that's 95 percent of it right there yeah that's incredible and then finally the the third m is is mechanics okay you know for mom so m is is motion the o is observation and then the final m is mechanics and these are not the person that's going to fix your car but this is the tips the techniques the the hacks if you will the Uh strategies on how to learn a language how to speed read how to remember that person's name how to give a speech without notes right but but the m and the o motivation observation so what's the mechanics then for uh, you know, say I'm going to an event and there's yeah. 10 people that someone's introduced me to. And I'm yeah. shaking their hand. We've all done this before. Mm-hmm. It's like, hi, 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 hi. What's the mechanics yeah. to remember? You I mean, know? we've all had the experience. So relationship, it's all proximity and it's mm-hmm. all who you know, right? Yeah. And who knows you back, yeah. right? And one of the most standout skills that I know of is walk into a room, meeting 20 strangers and leaving saying goodbye to every single one of them with their name. Can you do that? Because who, yeah. because, <laughs> oh who, because who are they all going to remember? When you walk out you. of the room, that's, that's a standout skill. That's and a that, skill. That's the thing that, because when you remember people's name, they feel like that you care. Because what's the opposite? If you forget someone's name, how do that they feel? Don't care. That you don't care, that they're not important. And, you know, this is what I've been, uh, you know, thinking my whole life, because I've never felt like I've had the book smarts. Yeah. But I felt like I've cared yeah. more than, you know, yeah. 99% of people. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that's what's been able to get me to where I want to be by showing people how big my heart is yeah. as opposed to how much I know. Yes. And I think that's could be the most powerful yeah. thing is like remembering and just being connected to people as opposed to and, telling them what you know. And right? that's huge too, because a lot of people, a lot of traditional networking or business advice will be like, Oh, you have to, you know, when you're going to people, tell them all these amazing stories and, and really be interesting to them. I think there's a difference between interesting and interested. Mm. You know what I mean? When you sure. meet somebody, being interesting and talk about, oh, I can do this, and then also being interested, sincerely interested. People love in the other person when they get to share. Yes. And you listen. Yes. When you just allow people to share their story and what they're excited about, and you remember yeah. their name, you yeah. don't even have to say anything, and they feel like yeah. you're the best person in the world. Completely. Right. Yeah. The, the late uh, Stephen Covey, mm-hmm. who I had an opportunity to, to to spend a good amount of time with and share stage with, he has that 
you know, seek first to understand, then to be understood. I mean, that, that's huge. That, that's huge. So there's seven tips for memory names. And this is what you want to do. Every time you want to go, you go to a wedding, you go to a conference, you go to a networking event, seven tips. You don't even have to use all seven. Just okay. any part of this will be better than nothing. Okay. All right. I want you to remember, be suave. Be suave. Like you are. That's how I live my life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, man. So when your people are going out and they're, they're, they're checking the mirror on their makeup and mm-hmm. their, their, their clothing, when they say, I'm going to be suave. So the B stands for believe. Because you know this better than anyone. Yeah. You know, believe you can or believe you can't. Either you're right. way, you're right, yeah. right? And so here's the thing with beliefs. What I mean by that is you want to kill the ants. You know, our, our friend Dr. Daniel Amen, the big brain doctor, talks about killing ants, automatic negative thoughts. Because here's the thing, like, um, you know, with a name like Quick, I had to be a runner growing up. You know, like I always tell people, Jim Quick, <laughs> Quick Learning, help people learn quickly. And they're like, Quick really is my last name. Yeah, yeah. it's really my last name. Because with like a name like Quick, your life and destiny is pretty much planned out. Mm-hmm. I had to be a runner back in school. I have to. I have to be careful when I'm driving because the worst name to be pulled over <laughs> when you're speeding. Right, a little quick. Yeah, yeah, it's like you want to have that on your license. You're not going to talk your way out of that ticket. Yeah. And I get to teach speed learning. You know, speed yeah. reading, speed memory, and stuff. Were you a distance runner or a sprinter? Uh, uh, sprinter. So, uh, so I was. Uh, I was preparing for a marathon, mm-hmm. and I was really excited about it. I, was re- I of course, I read books on it and stuff like that because I read a book a day and yeah. I just have to learn it. And I was like, oh, it's like Matrix Scott style. <laughs> I go to like Barnes and Noble, I pick up a book and then just read it, put it back on the shelf and save a lot of money that way. Um, But I was reading this book on running a marathon and there's one chapter on the psychology of running a marathon. Mm. And that's what I was really interested in the mindset. And it opened up with this paragraph verbatim uh, because I'm a memory expert. It said this, your mind is like a supercomputer and your self-talk is the program it will run. So if you tell yourself you are not good with names, you will not remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your computer not to. I was like, wow. Powerful. So B for be suave. The B stands for believe. Believe you can, believe you can't. Either way, you're right. Because here's the thing that I've learned, and here's the tweetable, if you will, <laughs> is your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. Your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. <laughs> right? So you want to monitor that. So I encourage everyone to spend a week, do a 30-day fast, no negative thoughts, or wow. you have to, to regroup. Right. Wow. So that's the B. The E in be suave stands for exercise. And I don't mean physical exercise, although people who are more physically active will always do better on mental acuity memory exams because anything that's good for your heart is really good for your head, right? Sure. But I mean practice because practice makes progress. Mm. Practice makes progress. It, it always does. And so the bad news to remember names, it takes effort. The good news, not as much as people think. Mm. So the bad news takes effort. But any, what's what's not valuable in your life that, does, that doesn't take effort, sure. right? And so there's no magic pill, like there's no magic memory pill, but there is a magic memory process. Mm. And that's what we're talking about. There's no magic memory pill, but there is a memory process. And so the E is exercise. And so it takes about... 21 to 30 days. You know, we learn in psychology the law of 21, practicing something for 21, 30 days, whether it's learning how to type or learning how to drive a car or what have you, until you get to be second nature with it. Mm-hmm. So you practice, and where can you practice? Everywhere, right? Yeah. Just anytime you're flipping through the channels and people get introduced, you're meeting people all the time. You can practice all the time. Sure. And so grocery it doesn't store, take that much. You go, exactly. Yeah, gym. You can go to the grocery store and see three strangers and just make up their name. That's Bob, that's Sue, that's Mary. And then when you leave, like you check out and you're see at the whole Bob, foods. See exactly. See yourself, right. Right. Yeah. And then, so that's the thing. That's the difference, right? Cool. Tony Robbins talks about what you practice in private, you're rewarded for in public, mm. you know, so that, that's what you do. You practice. So that's the E in, uh, in B. So B E. Um, so B is believe, E is exercise. Now the suave is the, is the actual mechanics, right? So the S in suave, when you're meeting this person for the first time, the S is you say the name, mm-hmm. right? You say the name. So hi, my name is Jim. Hey, Lewis. Lewis, it's nice to Good meet you. Good to meet you. Good to meet you too. <laughs> Man, if I was any better, my name, my name would be Lewis Howe. No, that's, yeah, that's my student. Um, so, so here, so I'll say the name right away. And just by hearing the name again mm. helps me. So now I heard it twice. One from you, one from me. All of a sudden, I'm going to remember it better. My retention is going to go up. I also want to say it because I want to make sure, going back to mom, the O, I want to make sure I observed it correctly. Because sure. sometimes you're networking, a lot of things going on. You meet someone named Ted. You say goodbye, Ed. You know, better to get corrected up front than later on. Right. So you say the name. The U in swaps means use it. You want to use the name. Very simple, right? You want to use it, not abuse it. But just, you know, because Lewis, thanks for coming. Lewis, we do want to talk about Lewis. Is, uh, then it gets creepy. Right. Like, That's like a Seinfeld uh, sales episode. Meet, right? It's like yeah, salesy. Exactly. It's try hard. And it's it's like a Seinfeld episode where, like the close talker, yeah. you know, or there was actually a Seinfeld episode. I haven't thought about this in years. Wasn't there a Seinfeld episode? 
like a rerun, you might have seen that he was dating somebody and was intimate with her, but he actually forgot her name. Oh, and every single gosh. time she would leave, he would try to go into her purse and get her driver's license and, and meet Kramer and try to get the <laughs> name to come out. But it, here's the thing, it rhymed with a part of the female anatomy. And that was the famous, that was the famous wow. uh, episode. Uh, if you remember, if people watching this remember what that is. Um, so you want to make sure that you use it three or four times in the conversation. Sure. The A stands for ask. And this is a really big one. Ask. Because what's everyone's favorite subject? It's like, it's not travel. It's not entrepreneurship. Right. It's not even, you know, it's not shopping. It's themselves, right? Sure, sure. And you ever meet somebody and their name is a little different than you're used to? Like you've never heard that name before? Yeah, yeah. You know, probably 80% of the people you meet, you know, Lewis and Jim, they're pretty, pretty common names. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you meet someone named Afsal or Ridiger or Isis or, or what have you. You know, then you ask about a person's name. And what can you ask about a person's name? Mm. You know, you could ask, like, how do you spell it? What does it mean? What does it, it mean? For? What does it stand for? Who are you named after? Are you related oh. to this person? You know, all these questions. And, you know, for the most part, everyone gets very complimented. Because a name, again, is the sweetest sound to a person's ears. Right? And think about why, though. Like, the psychology of it. You know, a child, what's one of the first words they learn how to write? Their name. You know, name. How much, mom or exactly. Dad or... How, much, how much love were they given when they did it right? You know, all that emotion wow. tied into like, because I think, you know, one of the challenges people have, like one of the biggest fears people have is not being good enough, you know, that we're not good enough. And if we're not good enough, we're not going to be loved. And if we're not going to be loved, you know, we're not going to be, we're going to die or something, you know? Right. And so, but that name is like our identity, right? So you always want to be able to refer to that. So you ask about a person's name and they're complimented. So like, for example, I was uh, speaking at the country's largest life insurance company, about a hundred people in the room, training director was there and her name was Nankita. Nankita. And I was like, wow, it's a really beautiful name, sincerely, right? Yeah. And so I was like, you know, you know, how is it spelled? Where is it from? I said, what does it mean? And she paused and she looked at every, all our coworkers and she says it means graceful, falling waters. And I was like, whoa. And I got like <laughs> chills. And then, you know, like half the audience was like making these sounds. And it made me just spontaneously ask, you know, how long have you worked here? You know, uh, uh, she was like about four years. I was like, with all these people? She was like, yeah. You know, like a lot of people are my good friends or at my wedding. It's like, that's nice. How many people in this room knew that's what her name meant? And out of 100 people, how many people raised their hand? Zero. None. Wow. None. And that was one of my biggest clients because this was first of me as a training director. Sure. And so it brought me into all, but, but that name was a bond, right? So that was sincere interest. So you ask about a person's name. Okay. And then finally, the V and the E in Suave. The V is visualize. Visualize. And this is a really simple memory tip where we tend to remember more of what we see than what we hear, mm. right? You go to somebody, it's like, like their face. You know, I remember your face, but I forgot your name. You never go to someone and say, hey, I remember your name, but I forgot your face. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense, That's weird. right? So you remember what you see. In fact, there's a Chinese proverb that goes, what I hear, I forget. What I see, I remember. And what I do, I understand. Mm -hmm. What I hear, I forget. I heard the name, I forgot the name. What I see, I remember. I saw the face, I remember the face. What I do, going back to exercise and practice, I understand, right? Wow. And so if you tend to remember what you see, then try seeing what you want to remember. So this is the trick that uh, you meet somebody, you take their name and you turn it into a picture. So let's say you meet someone named Mike and then for a split second, you imagine them taking a microphone and singing karaoke on the tabletop, right? You meet someone named Carol and you imagine she's singing Christmas carols, right? Oh. You meet someone named Mary and imagine she's carrying these little lambs you know, around, oh. and, and you do this in the privacy of your sure. own mind, right? <laughs> and people say, well, that's so childish. Who are the fastest learners on the planet? Children. Children. How fast can they learn a musical instrument compared Super to adults? How fast can they learn like Language. languages Quick. like that, right? So children, that they do that. They're playful. They, they make fun of people's names, yeah. right? You know, they could, you know, kids could be in therapy for 10 years because their name was made being fun of and they don't even know, right? So that's what you want to do. You want to take someone's name, turn it into a picture. So a person's name is David. I use a slingshot. For David and Goliath, you know, someone named Bob, I imagine them bobbing for apples, just something very, see, because here's the thing, there's something called, I call the six second syndrome. The six second syndrome is someone tells you their name, you have six seconds to do something with that, otherwise it's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. gone. That's it. And if you don't practice it daily, right. you're going to lose it and you're just going to forget Exactly. It. And so here, at least you're focusing on the person <laughs> and you're focusing sure. on the name. So a person's name is John, you could picture... <laughs> whatever <laughs> do, do you remember what you used for me when we met when we first met yeah. so here's it yeah, yes so, so yeah yeah so, so everybody has their their <laughs> their own thing like it's so funny because like i use 
Okay, so you come up with a picture that works for yourself. So when we met, I actually use, it's a slinky. And I don't, don't ask why, because it doesn't sound like it or anything like that. But one of my best friends growing up as a kid was Lewis. Okay. And all he would do is play with this slinky, like this little toy, this Iron wow. Man all the time. So I just think about him every single time I think about that. So when I saw that, I just picture it and I just remember. Now, after you remember the person, then the pictures just, just disappear. But you need something just to hold it for six seconds. Right. And then you have it. Right. And it's using the other part of the reason why it works is that left brain part of your brain does logic and words and sounds and we'll talk about this with speed reading that that's only using part of your brain but your right brain is like pictures and imagination mm-hmm. visualization and emotion that's activating more of your brain people mm-hmm. say we use like 10% of our brain's potential we use all our brain but in terms of its potential you know like you know but no one shows us how to activate the rest of it but part of it's just using your imagination because imagination is more powerful than knowledge wow yeah einstein said that and so you want to turn into a picture and finally e and suave stands for end and that's going back to saying saying goodbye using their name going to a room meeting 10 strangers leaving saying goodbye to every single one so that they all remember wow you okay let me see if i can remember this because i was trying to be present but Uh also remember so b suave uh the b stands for belief belief e uh, i mean exercise exercise practice s is say it say it uh how do you what's how suave u is uh (laughs) use it use the name um, A is ask, ask about the name. Ask about the name. V is visualize, yeah. and E is end. Nice. Yeah, yeah. man. Dude, I'm picking it up as like we go. <laughs> Very cool. And this like is so. What I'm saying is, when people people they they experience this and they practice this, you'll see a big lift, and that's mm. what I love about it. And then all of a sudden, once you have that competence, it increases your confidence. Yeah. You show up differently when you're out there with other people. Yeah. You, you know. probably don't have to use every one of them. No, each person, you just say, I'm going to say it a few say times. It, maybe just say it and visualize it and then and you're it. done. Yeah. You know, that's so cool. any, any part of it is better than most people, which is Cause, nothing. Because if I say, uh, you tell me your name is Jim, I'm not going to say, that's an interesting name. Right. You know, exactly. tell me more about who, exactly. who called you that. But if you just imagine like me doing something funny with my, you know, like barbells or whatever, like uh-huh. the magic of Jim or whatever. Yeah. And if people are motivated, they're asked like, they're asking like why they want to remember a person's name. Right. Like, like I would ask myself for motivation. Why do I want to remember the person's name? Maybe it's because I want to, I want to get some business or I want to show this person respect. Or maybe I just want to practice these, these tips that I learned, sure. you know, on this sure. podcast. That's cool. Uh, I'm going to have a couple questions left for this interview and we're going to have some extra videos, yeah. some more memory tips for people. I'll tell you guys where to go for those at the show notes uh, after this interview. But I want to ask you, what are some daily habits or rituals that you have to just sharpen your mind every single day that yeah. others can apply? Okay. So, um, so I think here's the thing when it comes to your memory, two thirds of it is, is so people are concerned that they're growing older, but I could say you can improve your memory regardless of your age, your mm-hmm. background, your career, your diet, your level of education, your financial situation, your gender, your health situation, your yeah. IQ, anything. It can be improved. Here's the thing. One third of your, of your memory is, is predetermined by biology and genetics, but that's so exciting because that means two thirds, the majority of twice as much is completely in your control. That's cool. And so the things that move the needle, for example, are like 10 things. That I'm thinking about that's going to move the needle completely of that 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 two thirds. So it's it's a good diet, right? So a good diet because you are what you eat, right? Sure. And so there's certain brain foods that we know is, is good for your yeah. is good for your mind. Dr. Amen talked about that as well. A lot, a lot yeah, of yeah. that. You know, everything from from blueberries to walnuts and, and everything, right. right? So there's good diet. And number two, killing ants, killing the automatic negative thoughts, wow. which is a big for a lot of people. Remember, your mind is always eavesdropping on your self talk, yeah. and it's a practice. Right. So you want to be able to, to eliminate the negative talk and you can't just eliminate something. You just, you have to replace it with something else. Something positive, right? right. Exactly. You can't just stop smoking. You have to start doing something else. So, so my memory, cause here's the thing that you want to avoid. A lot of people start taking pride in how bad certain things are in their life. It gives them significance. Very much so. You nailed it. You know, people start getting pride because they're, they're, my memory is so bad. If I don't write my grocery list in triplicates, I won't remember it. And like, oh, you think you're forgetful? This is how forgetful I am. Or this is how bad. And people also have this with busyness. It is so bad nowadays. Everybody has to be busy because that makes, that means, oh, that person must be so important, right? And so that we got to get off that cult of being busy. That, that's like congratulations gonna, for being the most busy person. You're right, exactly. Right. Like that, so everybody has things win. to do. Exactly. <laughs> but if people start getting pride, they start designing their life around being yeah. busy, and they wonder why they're all stressed out all the time. So automatic negative thoughts kill those ants. Number three, that's good that you have to do daily is exercise. Yeah. Right. Because you know your body and your brain that's connected, and there's actually certain exercises you could do to build your brain power. So for example, juggling. 
extremely good for your brain. It's been shown in Oxford last year, there was a study saying that jugglers actually have bigger brains. You could actually build more white matter. It's also a great tip for speed reading because as you're juggling three balls, your eyes, you only have two of them, you can't focus on all three. So you have to soften your gaze and take in more, like peripheral vision, and it trains you that way. So you actually take in more words as you're reading. But it actually builds more white matter as you're doing it. There's certain exercises also we teach people. This is a field called educational kinesiology where certain body movements actually helps build your brain power, Whoa. which is these cross laterals and these kind of fun mm. things. Even something simple like, you know, like we're always on the computer all the time. So it's really important to kind of keep your, your, your hands and your fingers kind of stretched. But, you know, can you do one twice as fast? Like, like literally like this. Oh, that's interesting. You know, something like that, you know, Three or something like that. Yeah. Or, or like you're pulling in energy like this, but what if you had to do one forward and one back? But there's been so many that. exercises for yeah. people, like eating with the opposite hand is actually good for your brain. Mm, brushing or brushing your, teeth. your teeth with the opposite hand. Very, very good exercise to actually build your brain power. <laughs> so exercise is really good. But I mean just being physically fit is good for your brain, sure. right? For It's good for staving off a lot of brain challenges. Okay, fourth thing that people need to incorporate is uh, brain nutrients. Because a lot of people, they're not getting it from their soil or maybe their food. So maybe a supplement in certain things, mm-hmm. right? Number five, this is a big one. And I know you're, you're big on this, a positive peer group. Yeah, because yeah. you are what you eat, you know, and you are, but you are also who you spend time with. Of course. Right? So if you want a bigger brain, you want your mind to be active and everything, be around people that challenge you, mm-hmm. that support you, that teach you things, that, that encourage you, that are positive. Because we are the average of the five people, as you know, that we spend sure. the, the, the most time with. So positive peer group is good for your brain. Number six that's good for your brain is clean environment. They find that, and you know this, like when people start cleaning their desk, that their external world starts reflecting their internal world mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right, so a clean environment helps you be more organized and inside also as well. Number seven that's good for your brain in terms of lifestyle, what I do every single day, is things like sleep. Mm-hmm. Sleep is so important. People, that's where you're rebuilding, you're rejuvenating, yeah. you're restoring. But we live, in, there's this whole epidemic of sleeplessness and people aren't getting enough sleep. And as I'm going through this list, people should go through it. And this is common sense, yeah. but not common practice. Yeah. That's the difference, yeah. right? People's like, like there's a, there's some zones here that people are like, no, I'm not spending time with the right people or maybe, you know, I'm really not getting that much sleep or I'm maybe my diet yeah. or my negative self-talk. There's one or two things that if you fix it and, and you, you put energy there, it'll just, your, 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 your business could double yeah. because you're, you're doubling. No, that's number seven. Number eight is brain protection. So important to protect your brain because, you know, people who are accident prone or they're doing like a lot of extreme sports, you know, they're active. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you wear helmets and just, you know, because your brain is, is resilient, but it's, you know, it's, it's, this controls you, everything. You smash it, you're done. My, my father 10 years ago got in a car accident and he's yeah. still recovering. He's not the same person. He, yeah. he can't work anymore. You know, he's, yeah. he forgets a lot. And, it's, and, it's a challenge. And, and see, that, that, that's why I do what I do because I never want people to suffer the way that I was struggling every single day for like 15 years straight, you know, and just because it reflects on, you know, when I was in that hospital bed going through all that, and then it was so funny, like, not not funny as in ha-ha funny, but when this when this young lady who read the 30 books in 30 days and saved her mother's life, mm-hmm. she gave me one of those books. And inside the book was this photograph. And it was she was using it as a bookmark. And it was her mother in the hospital. And it reminded me when I was in the hospital. And so, yeah, take care of your brain. Yeah. Number nine is uh, new learnings. Learn something new every single day. Never let your head hit that pillow being the same as it was when mm. it woke up. Ever. Right? So... so Listen to podcasts. Listen to podcasts. Talks, read, read, exactly. Watch yeah. your TED Talks. You know, uh, take an online course or anything new learnings. Because yeah. here's the thing: we've learned more about your brain in the past twenty years than the previous two thousand years. Yeah. And you know, according to science, neurogenesis that your brain can create new brain cells even as it grows older. And neuroplasticity is saying you can make new. Your, your brain is like plastic; it's so malleable that just having a new thought creates more connections. And so Einstein's brain wasn't any bigger than anybody else's, but he had more connections than people, than most people in certain areas. And those connections come from new learnings. And that's all learning is, is connecting something you don't know to something you know and making new connections like that. So always new learnings and always challenge yourself. And that's probably the most out of it. And then finally, number 10, what I try to practice every single day is stress management. Mm. You know, so one of, if you want to know what the biggest obstacle is for people's brains is, is stress. Stress creates yeah. cortisol, adrenaline in your body, and it's really good for fight or flight. It's yeah. not really good if you need to take a test. It's not really good if you need to study. It's not really if you have to read reports and journals yeah. and learn something brand new or learn a language. Sure. Because that'll, that'll shut down parts of your brain. Wow. So those are the 10 things that I focus on every single day. That's what's going to move the needle more than wow. anything. That's really powerful information. Thanks for that. We've got 
two questions left, but yes. I want to ask you before those final two questions. Tell me about the whole X Men experience you had. Were you were you coaching the a whole X Men group um, or? Yeah, so so we have that photograph that's that's there with yeah. me and the cast, and the backstory for that in terms of like like a school of greatness. Uh-huh. Speaking of school uh-huh. of greatness, is this is um um one of one of last year one of I had the privilege to go in and train the chairman of uh, 20th Century Fox mm-hmm. and his senior staff, about 20 people. And, uh, and uh, when going down the hallway, I was lit up because I would see all these movie posters, <laughs> and, you know, because I, I became a kid again. Sure. You, know, I, you know, Titanic and Star Wars and Aliens and Avatar. I'm just like, Amazing. and I go in and I... I'm really great. Like I'm, I like, <laughs> I, I like to be like humble, but but I, but it was, it was amazing. Like sure. I mean, I got like everyone. They doubled their reading speed and they their wow. focus and all their memory. Amazing, amazing stuff. As a thank you, the chairman took me around the studio. It's a closed lot, but showed me all the movie sets and television sets. Wow. And I was lit up like a kid because I'm still that kid. And I think I was really great in that moment because I was like a child. I was playful and it was fun. I think those are that's the state you want to learn in. Anyway. Um, when we were walking the studio, I saw this movie poster of uh, the upcoming Wolverine movie with Hugh Jackman, and I'm oh, a huge so Hugh Jackman awesome. fan. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I was like, I can't wait to see that movie. And he picked up, because it was coming out for a few weeks, he picked up the phone, and five minutes later, I'm in the Fox Theater with 3D glasses and popcorn watching, watching Hugh Jackman take on all these super ninjas. And it was awesome. That's good. And I'm the only one. And I'm just thinking, this is incredible. I have the control panel here and everything. <laughs> I'm just thinking. And then afterwards, uh, we're done. He picks me up. He's like, how is the movie? You know, there's some late market research. And I was like, this was amazing. And because and I'm still like a seven-year-old, I go back and I tell him, you know, you don't know this, but I grew up with these learning challenges that I don't tell a lot of people. And I couldn't read for two years, but I learned how to read by reading comic books. Wow. Because something about the pictures and the stories really made sense to me. And my favorite comic book growing up was the X-Men. Which Wolverine is an X Men, sure, and sure. I was like, because the X Men weren't necessarily the most powerful, but they they didn't fit in. They were mutants. They were different, and I felt like in school I didn't fit in. Right. And 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 the highlight I'm telling the the CEO and the chairman uh, was when I was reading this comic book. I found out they had a school of all these X Men, and it was in Westchester, New York, and that's where they all trained. You know, the school of greatness, if you will. Sure, sure. And uh, and I grew up in Westchester, New York. Wow. So I told him this, and this is a true story. When I was seven and eight years old, on the weekends, I would ride my little bike around my neighborhood trying to find that school. Because <laughs> I wanted to run away, leave my school, which I didn't like, Enjoy and go on that next Because I wanted because they're different and I'm different and I want to learn my superpowers and what's my superpowers, right? And what's other people's superpowers. Sure. And I tell him this, like I'm a little kid, like I'm eight years old. And he's like, Jim, I didn't know you like superheroes. Do you want to go to Comic Con? And I'm like, oh, Comic-Con's the biggest conference yeah, in the yeah, country, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, well, when is it? He's like, it's going on now, this weekend. And I was like, all of a sudden, I go from 88, eight, eight, I go from eight-year-old to an 88-year-old. I'm thinking, oh, I have all these meetings. How am I going to get there? I don't have clothes. I have to wait on lines. There's going to be traffic to get to San Diego from LA. Yeah. And I just make all these excuses, which is, that's what I think adults do. We, we become critics and we become, yeah. you know, like squelchers of our own dreams sometimes. Yeah. And he looks at me. He's like, Jim, do you want to go or not? I'm going tomorrow. And I was like, oh, the chairman of Fox Studios going, yeah, I want to go with you. Yeah. Yeah. So he picks me up the next morning, Saturday, eight o'clock, and uh, we don't drive down. We get on the Fox plane, and um, sweet, yeah. And I get on the plane. You're flying like a superhero, <laughs> <laughs> literally. And when I get on the plane, Lewis, there's the entire I kid you not cast no. of X Men wow. on that plane. And like Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman. Did he tell you that they were going to be on no. there? No. Oh and I'm God. sitting in between Holly Berry and Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> right? And and uh, you know, and I, I you know, I want to put these pictures on Instagram, right? Like, because sure. like, I have like half my pictures are like pictures of like superheroes and stuff. <laughs> but it's like, and I'm I can't even believe it. And we go there, spend the entire day with the cast at Comic Con. We come back to LA that night on the plane, and and he was like, "How's your day?" I was like, "This is the best day ever." I was like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is incredible." He was like, "Well, I have something else for you." I'm like, uh, "No, what can I do for you? I don't need anything else. You're not gonna top this." He was like, "Well, the cast really loved you. How, how would you like to go on set?" I was like, what do you mean? He's like, we have another month of filming X, the new X-Men movie. And I was like, oh yeah, I totally want to do that. <laughs> and he was like, well, I was like, what can I do for you? And I was like, oh, just, just share these tips. Teach them how to speed read wow. scripts and memorize their lines and be focused on. Oh, wow. I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning we're on the Fox, they call it the X-Jet. And I'm doing, I'm answering their questions on brain and, and brain performance and focus and memory and reading. And I get to spend an entire week with them on set 12 hours a day, eating with them, working out with them, Amazing. and watching my childhood heroes come to life. Oh my gosh. And it was just like, I can't even describe it, because I was like a seven-year-old the entire time. Like I would be sitting here and Brian Singer, the director, was here the entire time. I was just like here. And when I get home, 
and this is what a class act. I get home and there's a package waiting for me about the, like the plasma TV mm -hmm. and I open it and it's this photograph of me and the entire cast wow. of, of the X-Men. Yeah, I saw it over there. We're going to we'll link that up in the, uh, the show notes. <laughs> and it's like, if you, I, I, I won't take it off my Facebook cover picture, <laughs> but, it, and, but here's the thing, even better than that was the note from the chairman. Mm. And the note said this verbatim. It said, Jim, thank you so much for sharing your superpowers with us. It said, I know you've been looking for your school. Here's your class photo. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. It just, I just want to cry. That's like, so cool. Just, so I just, it just, that's, wow. that's the story there. But, but the lesson there is, is, is twofold. I would say this, it came from being, um, for tapping, I think there's a, this childlike learner genius inside all of us. Uh -huh. And because I was that authentic and I kind of like let that out, it kind of led to, to that. So in what areas of our life can be, we be more playful and be more authentically us, especially when we're. You know, because I don't think age, I think age really is not chronological age. It's more of an age mm. of you know our mind and our heart. You know, like um, I'm friends with uh, Stanley, and mm -hmm. he's like for me living Disney, Spider Man, yeah. X Men, Iron Man, Avengers. And one chance I had the opportunity to introduce him and another one of my heroes, Richard Branson, for dinner. Wow. And I pick him up here just down the street, and a, a ten minute ride takes an hour. And I'm in the back seat with Stanley, and and I'm asking him like, who's your favorite superhero? And he's like, you know, it's Iron Man. I'm like, oh, I love Iron Man. Sure. And he was like, who's your favorite? I was like, I was like Spider Man. And I say Spider Man. He says, with great power comes great responsibility. Like mm -hmm. you know, we know. And I was like, you know, the opposite is also true, Stan. With great responsibility comes great power. You know, when we take responsibility, we have the power to really mm -hmm. change things. But Stan has two passions. He's 92, he turns, he's 92 years old, and he still goes to work here, right down the street, nine mm -hmm. to five, Monday through Friday. He loves telling stories. And he, his other passion is his wife, who's a year older. And wow. that, that's, what a role model. And he learns, he's one of the youngest, oldest people I know wow. at 92. And that's what I mean by a, a state of mind. So I want to finalize this interview with two final questions. And the first one is, what are you most grateful for recently? What am I most grateful for? In your life. Just what are you in most my, grateful in for? In my life. Mm -hmm. My friends and my family. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more important to me. My, my values are love, growth, contribution, and adventure. Mm -hmm. I think the people you spend time with is what makes life worth living. Yeah. And then I think the secret to life is growing and giving. Growing because I, I used to be just giving and giving, and you and I share some some of the same uh, same same pursuits in mm -hmm. terms of how we give. But I find that if we're not growing, that we don't have as much to give. And you know, a lot of people are out there. They just, they kind of martyr themselves, and they're always there for everyone. You know, they're there for their friends and their family and their clients and their business, but they're not taking care of themselves. So I think that's important. That's so cool. yeah, my friends and family are everything. Awesome, awesome. So the last question is what I ask all of my guests, and it's what's your definition of greatness? That's a great question. I, I would define greatness as people who become the superhero that they were meant to be. I call it the superhero you. Mm. And a superhero has two things. They've developed and they've discovered their own strengths and everybody has a unique power, you know, a unique talent, a unique gift that no one else has. But they don't just have a superpower, they use their power for some kind of purpose. Mm. They use it to be able to save the world, to be able to add value to their community. So I would say be that superhero, be that superhero you. Very cool. Jim Quick, thanks, man, for coming on. Thanks, Lewis. Appreciate it. And there you have it, guys. Do you remember anything from this episode? Hopefully, you remember all of it after the things that Jim talks about on the ways that you can remember things. And if you want to get more, make sure to check out lewishouse.com slash 115. Again, there's going to be some additional videos on there great links, resources. Make sure to check it out. Share this episode with your friends on Twitter, on Facebook, on Google+, wherever you want to share it. But I think your friends are going to really enjoy the videos, the uh, audio. So make sure to share it out. And if you haven't yet, if you love this show, I had a, someone come up to me in LA recently, Amira. And big shout out to Amira. Thank you for coming to say hi. She came up to me and said, I love your podcast. Thank you so much. They've been really inspiring to me. And if you haven't yet, Make sure to leave a review over on iTunes.com slash School of Greatness. Those reviews really help get the word out there to more people. So if you like this episode, if you like these interviews, then please write a review and share it with your friends so we can spread this message of greatness to the world. And again, if you guys see me anywhere when I'm traveling around the world or from you see me when I'm in L.A. right now, make sure to come up, say hi to me. 
Uh, I definitely want to give you a hug and appreciate you for listening to the show because it means the world to me. So thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Share with your friends. Leave a review over at iTunes.com slash School of Greatness. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.